Welcome to Glory to Glory, the radio teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Join us now in our study as we open the Word together. If you could please turn with me, we're making our way through the book of Revelation. We're in Revelation chapter 22, verse 17. Revelation 22, 17, the title of our message is The Invitation. The Invitation. We're familiar with invitations in our culture. We, when we have a special occasion, a special event, we sometimes will send out invitations, right? Weddings. Uh, Isaac and Chrissy just recently had their wedding, and the invitations went out. I got one of my invitations. I was going to be there anyhow because I officiated it, but I got my invitation. <laughs> For baby showers, we get invitations, different occasions, uh, graduations. Uh, we have an invitation. It's up to us. We sometimes we'll look at it and we'll say, well, I really don't want to go there. Or we'll say, I'm just too busy. And other times, if it's important to us, we'll push everything else aside to make sure we make it to that occasion. We make it to that event. We're going to look at invitations that are going out in this one verse. One of the invitations that goes out goes out to everybody. The invitation goes out, and it's up to people to respond to that invitation. That's one of the things we're going to look at. We're going to look at uh, current events. We're going to look at news, what's happening in the news today. Does it line up with Bible prophecy? And those are the things we're going to look at with this one verse. So if you can please stand with me. I'm just going to read this one verse. And if you're new to the church, yeah, we do a lot of exercise here at this church. <laughs> Revelation 22, verse 17, John the Apostle writes as we bring this wonderful book to an end. We've got one more week, it looks like. But verse 17, it says, And the Spirit and the bride say, Can we say that out loud? Come. And let him who hears say, Come. And let him who thirsts, Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. freely. Lord, again, this one verse. I believe there's a lot here. Speak to our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You can be seated. We're looking at the final words of the book of Revelation. Very important words. This invitation goes out. We're going to look a little closer at this invitation, these invitations, not just one. We're going to look at that. We're getting towards the end, and I'm really just kind of slowing down, as you can tell, because I don't want it to end. It's been so good. But we're moving on, as I mentioned before, First and Second Thessalonians, uh, more prophetic books that we can look at that I believe are good for the days that we're living in. Before we jump back into verse 17, we can only do this probably maybe two more times, one more time after this, but to remind ourselves, especially if you're new here, I want you to know something. The book of Revelation is the only book in the entire Bible that promises us a threefold what? Blessing. Blessing. We're blessed when we read it, we're blessed when we hear it, and we're blessed when we apply it. So we just read it, we just heard it, we can fold up our Bibles, go home, and there's a, a promised blessing in there. But I believe the most important part is the application to apply it. So let's see if we can bring some application in this one verse. And let's look at it a little closer. Verse 17, it says, And the Spirit and the bride say, can we say it again? Come. And let him who hears say, Come. Come. The Spirit is the Holy Spirit. The bride is, who's that? Yeah, it's pretty simple. It's a church. So the spirit and the bride, the church, we're saying, come. 
You can look at it two ways. There are some look at this and say that the spirit and the bride working together in conjunction are saying to the world that don't know the Lord, hey guys, come. Come know Jesus. Come to, into a relationship with him. And so, you know, some look at it that way. I personally look at it as the, the spirit and the bride together. We're inviting, looking upward, Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. The Spirit and the Bride, the, the Holy Spirit that lives in us, the Holy Spirit that's in the world, convicting the world of sin, watching what's going on, seeing what's going on with us, the Bride of Christ, as we're seeing the things that are happening, like, Lord Jesus, come. Amen? Amen. And then those who, let him who hears, say, come. And possibly when you hear, you know, the, the Lord's calling or, you, but I believe possibly in context, it could mean when, when you hear the, the book of Revelation, we're at the end of the book of Revelation, he who hears all the things we've been looking at as we've been looking at the rapture of the church, uh, chapter four, Revelation verse one, the rapture of the church. We, we read that. We're like, yes, Lord, come rapture the church. When we look at the chapter 6 to 19, the plagues that are going to hit the earth and the tribulation period, we're like, Lord Jesus, come. We don't want to be a part of that. When we looked at the millennial kingdom in Revelation chapter 20, and we, we see how great it's going to be when, when the government will be upon his shoulders, when he's going to rule and reign, and we don't have to vote anymore. Won't that be great? <laughs> After watching that movie on Friday, it's like, Lord Jesus, come. Because he's going to have his government. He is going to be king of kings and lord of lords over the whole world. So as we're making our way through the book of Revelation, it's Lord Jesus come. And then uh, as we've been looking at chapter 21 and 22, as we've been reading through the eternal state and the new heaven and the new earth and the holy city and the new Jerusalem, the streets of gold, the, the throne of God and the throne of Jesus, God the Son. And we're like, Lord Jesus, that's awesome. Lord, come. And I believe within the last two and a half years or so, uh, friends of mine, believers that are close to me, we're getting weary when we're like, Lord Jesus, just please come. And I'm not saying weary in a, in a bad way. In a weary in a way of just saying things are just getting, it seems like they're getting worse and worse. Lord Jesus, please just come. And I, I, I've mentioned it before. My wife says it just about every day. Is he coming? And I'm like, I hope so. We were driving in this morning. She looked, she goes, there's the clouds. Do you think he's going to take us now? It's like, <laughs> Lord Jesus, come. And I love that anticipation that she has. She's like, I know he's coming soon. And you know what's biblical for us? You know what's scriptural for us to every day ask the Lord to come? Do you know that? Aren't we told that in scripture? It's a daily prayer because if you see this in Matthew 6, 10, it give us this day our daily bread. This is a daily prayer. Give us this day our daily. This is a daily prayer. But before that, it says your kingdom what? Come. Come. Your will be Come. on earth as it is in yes. heaven. So every day we're to be praying, God, bring your kingdom. Think through this. If things were so great down here, why would we even pray that? It's like, no, take your time, Jesus. Right? It's going great. Everything is so wonderful. Wow, we've got heaven on earth. This is so great. This is beautiful. But the family's doing awesome. Everything's great. The schooling is wonderful. Government is awesome. Lord Jesus, take your time. No, the closer and closer we get, the more we cry out, Lord Jesus, come. Things are getting crazy. Did you guys notice that? 
Things are getting real crazy lately. I have friends of mine text me all kinds of stuff, and sometimes I, I won't even, my response will be, um, I'll put a, a, a face that looks like a crazy face, and then I put a pill with an S. I go, in other words, uh, crazy pills. That's what it is. People are taking crazy pills. That's all I put, crazy pills. They're being deceived. They're being lied to. So we say, Lord Jesus, come. And so we see in the news, we see stuff like this, and we say, Lord Jesus, come. We have this, this shooter that kills 10 people, shoots 13 in, uh, in Buffalo at a grocery store. But look at what it says. This 18-year-old this uh, male allegedly committed the shooting while was, he was live streaming online. That's just evil. He's live streaming killing people, and that's evil. And when I see stuff like this, I say, Lord Jesus, come. And how about this? Did you guys see this? School district files sexual harassment complaint against three middle school students. What was their crime? For using wrong pronouns. He and she. That's sexual harassment these days. Lord Jesus, come. That's crazy. I showed this on Tuesday. Did you guys see this? How many saw this? Can you raise your hand if you've seen this already? So this is, uh, this, this is uh, Satanic Temple will argue abortion is a religious right and legal challenges. So I'll read this. So here we got uh, the Satanic Temple released a statement arguing they will fight in court for the right to religious abortions. Lord Jesus, that's crazy. Now this, did you guys see this in the news? Yeah, raise your hand if you've seen this, okay? Wow, you guys are, okay, about a quarter, less than a quarter of the room. So here, this is the, the world, uh, who? The World Health Organization. They're going to vote on being, having full control over health care, over health worldwide, basically. They're going to try, and our administration is working to, to have this pass on May 22nd. So on May 22nd, the WHO will have authority to lock down all Americans if they want. Kind of like in China where they're just locking everybody down. Well, we're going to give that authority. We're not going to make that decision. We want to give it to the, the, the World Health Organization. Are they a good organization? Can we trust them? Lord Jesus has <laughs> come. And then you have this. Putin warns Finland that has made a mistake that they made a mistake after the country's president tries uh, excuse me tells him they will join NATO right so despite Russian's threat that they could wipe them out and Britain out in seconds so Putin's threatening them saying if you be, if you join NATO we can wipe you out in seconds you and Britain we can wipe you out in seconds and so we have to keep an eye on this but I found it interesting so they have hypersonic missiles that's why they're saying in seconds they have a missile that goes over 15,000 miles an hour and you know the name of it? It's called Satan 2. The missile that they want to launch is called the Satan 2. Lord Jesus, come. But this stuff that's going on, as you see the World uh, Health Organization, we're going to have, as we've been talking about, one world government. We're going to have one world religion. And so we're seeing that closer and closer. We're going to have the food shortages that are going on. That's going to happen in the end times, in the, the time of the tribulation. There's going to be pestilence, food shortages. We're seeing things like this today. I believe the starting of birth pangs that we're seeing. But I always like to end on a good note when I show what's in the news. So Canadian pastors who refused to close church during COVID lockdown wins in court. Win in court. So there you go. So there was there three pastors, three different churches. They, they all won in court. Thank you, Lord.
But still, come, Lord Jesus, right? Let him who thirsts come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. Those who thirst, if you have a spiritual thirst, it goes out to everyone. Come. What about this, the water of life freely? Uh, remember in verse 1 of this chapter, we looked at this water of life. So in the new, the new city, the holy city, the new Jerusalem, remember we looked at this. It says, and he showed me a pure river of water of, can we say that out loud? Life. Clear as crystal proceeding where? From the throne of God and from the Lamb. We've looked at this when we were in that verse, but I believe there's more to it than just, it's just water. Why? Because it comes before the throne of God and the throne of the Lamb, Jesus. There's more to it, I believe, than just water. I, I believe there's a spiritual element to this, a spiritual, why do I believe that? Well, because I think about, remember in the millennial kingdom, there's going to be, when Jesus comes back, remember, he's going to put his foot on the Mount of Olives. It's going to split it too, right? From the temple on the east, it's going to come down the east, down into the valley, into the what sea? The Dead Sea, right? And what's going to happen? It's going to come alive. There's going to be abundance of fish. But not only that, listen to this. Do you remember this? It tells us in Ezekiel 47, 9, this water that's going to come down from the temple of God, it says, and it shall be that every living thing that moves wherever the river goes will what? Live. There will be a very great multitude of fish. That's the Dead Sea. It's not, we're not going to call it the Dead Sea anymore. We're going to call it the Live Sea, right? Because these waters go there. For they will be what? Healed. And everything will, again, live wherever the I can't wait to see this water. It brings life. I think through this stuff. I think I'm going to be looking, when this is happening, I'm going to look around for like ants that are like half, you know, just almost dead. They're just laying there. And I'm going to watch the water's going to touch them. They're just going to, they're going to jump up. And they're going to be like, yes. And they might even be clapping their hands like this because things are going to be different in the millennial kingdom. Whatever is, wherever this water goes, it brings life. There's more to it than just the physical water. There's, there's life some type of life that's, that's there. And I'm excited to see that. So we're going to have, the eternal state will have this water, this living water, this river. And also in the millennial kingdom, we're going to have this, this living water that's, that's going to be there. But look back and whoever, and let him who thirst come again. I'm going to look back at that again. Everyone, again, who knows they have a spiritual thirst. The call goes out. The invitation goes out. Jesus, the Lord, is saying, just come. Come to me. Water in Scripture is a picture for the Holy Spirit, right? And the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit, when he comes to live inside of us, he brings us alive. And I think about that. I mean, think of that. That water in heaven, that water in the millennial kingdom brings life wherever it goes. But listen, the living water of the Holy Spirit, whatever he touches brings life. It, what did Paul the Apostle say in, in Ephesians 2, 1, remember? And you he made what? Alive. alive who were? Dead. In trespasses and sin. You he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sin. We were all spiritually dead, but the Holy Spirit came live came to live inside of us. And guess what? Life. 
Did that happen to you? Did he make you alive spiritually? I remember reading the Bible before my sister actually gave me a Bible uh, before I accepted Christ, and it was like Chinese. I didn't, it's like, I'm like, why would she give this to me? And I just like put it on, I didn't want to throw it away because it was a holy Bible, so I just, I put it first on my nightstand, and I'm thinking it's just collecting dust, so then I open the drawer and I put it in the drawer, and, and I'd take it out every once in a while and read it, and I'm like, nothing. I mean, nothing. I mean, I even looked at the back, and there was a part of it that says, you know, different categories. You know, read this scripture if you have fear. Read this scripture if you have whatever. These different categories, right? And, and that helped a little bit. I'm like, okay, but okay, I kind of get it. When the Holy Spirit came to live inside of me, life. I picked up the Bible. I still can't put it down. Why? Because I'm spiritually alive. It makes sense. It's a living book. It's alive. I'm alive. Spiritually, it brings life. The Holy Spirit brings life. He gives us life. Recently, I took my scooter out for, wanted to take it out for a ride. And it's a new hobby that I have. It's, a, it's not just an ordinary scooter. It goes like 40 miles an hour if you can, if you, you know. And I, everybody asks me, do you wear a helmet? Yeah, I wear a helmet. And I even bought a jacket that has pads all over just in case, you know. And like, that's really going to help me. I don't know. But I don't go that fast all the time. But I have a lot of fun. I, I love it. It's a new hobby, as I mentioned. But so I put it in my vehicle. I was taking it out. I, you know, folded it up. And I unfolded it. And then I, I put the key in and dead. I'm like, what? I, I charged it. I know I charged it. I'm like, so I took the key out like it's going to help. Put it back in. Dead. Nothing. The thing, there's a screen that doesn't light up. And I'm like, what is going on? Looking at it. God bless you. So I'm looking at the, I'm looking at it. I'm looking around. I'm like, what happened? There's something's got to be wrong. And I'm looking. And I see that on my handlebars, there's two wires. And they're just hanging there like this. And I'm like, I don't know much about the whole machine. I don't know. But this is pretty simple. So I pick them up and they, they fit. <laughs> That was it. I turned the key. It was alive. The power was back. Guys, listen to this. Jesus Christ is our power source by his Holy Spirit. You and I cannot live a spiritual life without the water of his Holy Spirit being poured into our lives. When the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, comes upon you, you shall have what? Power? I'm fascinated as I go through the book of Acts and I, I read of these men and women that have already been born again. They're already, they have the Holy Spirit living in them. But when tragedy came and things were difficult, they cried out to the Lord and it says the place shakes and everything. Then it says, and the Holy Spirit came upon them. And they were empowered to do things that they could not normally do. They didn't have fear. They, they, they went forth in boldness and power of the Holy Spirit. At home, if I were to take my, my vacuum and which I don't do very often, but if I was to take my vacuum and, and just kind of, you know, don't just kind of just put it around the carpet back, I can even make the noise. Make all the noise I want to. I can move it all around. Guess what? It's not going to do a thing until it's plugged in. Nothing. My challenge to all of us today, are we just making a lot of noise as Christians? I'm a Christian. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Are we just plugged into our source? If we, if we abide in him and his word abides in us, that when we abide in him, that, that we have that power that's available to us, the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus up from the grave, I know you know this, lives inside of us. It's a reminder for us today, if you're not plugged in, 
to your power source, to Jesus Christ, the one who died, who bled, who, who rose from the grave. If you're not plugged into him, you do not have life spiritually. You, you cannot have life until you accept Christ as your savior. You're filled with the Holy Spirit. But when you do, you who are dead, he will make alive. But it's a reminder for all of us, listen, that are believers, stay plugged into him. Keep turning away from this world. Keep turning away from sin. Keep turning away from the things that will distract you, from the things that God would have you to do. Turn away from it. I don't want to just live on this earth just to exist, to go through the day. There's a lot of work to be done. And I can do all things through Christ that gives me the power, the strength that I need, all things. Epoch Times got a, a hold of me and they asked if I could do a TV interview type thing and so it was great. I met with the CMAC, and it was just, just a, a powerful thing just to sit down and just realize, and it's like, God, there's people that need to know you. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So I'm just like, Lord, just give me scripture. What am I going to say? And I didn't, don't have a clue what I'm going to say. I didn't know what the questions were going to be. The, the title or the topic was uh, the church's role in politics. So that's what we talked about. Imagine that. <laughs> And as we rely, listen, as we rely on him, he can do all things through us. Be encouraged. I think of in Isaiah 55, where it says, ho, everyone. First service, I said, yo, and everybody started laughing. It's not yo, it's ho, ho, everyone. (laughs) Who thirsts. Check this out. This is talking, this is the Lord speaking, spiritually speaking. Ho, everyone. Who what? Thirsts. I thirst for more of him. Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the what? Waters. And you who have no money, come and buy and eat. Yes, come and buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend money for what is not bread? Why, why do you invest so much in something that will not last, that has no substance? And your wages for what does not satisfy? Believe me, when I was in the world and I had all these type of things and I, uh, it didn't satisfy. Let me tell you this, Christ satisfies us, amen? Amen. So why spend the money? Why waste your time for things that will not satisfy, is the Lord saying? Then he says, listen carefully to me. This is the Lord speaking. And eat what is, can we say that? Good. Let your soul delight itself in abundance. Incline your ear and come to Come to me, the Lord's saying. Here, and your soul shall, what? Live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you, the sure mercies of David. David. Jesus, you know this. In John 7, 37, it says, On the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, This is the Feast of Tabernacles. And we've talked about this before. I don't want to spend too much time with this. Basically, just say that the priest, for those seven days, they would pour water out onto the pavement, remembering about the water that was provided for them in the wilderness, the water that was provided when the rock, when Moses struck the rock and water came forth. And they're remembering this. And as that's taking place, the very last day, Jesus cries out. He said, he stood and cried out saying, if anyone thirst, let him come to me. Do you know the Bible says that he was that rock that provided the water for them? And Jesus is saying, he's, he's looking at all these religious people and saying, if you thirst spiritually, he say, come to me. And whoever believes in me, as the scriptures has said, he goes on, the scripture we just read in, in Isaiah 55, out of his heart will flow what? Rivers of? 
And if you don't know exactly what he's talking about, it makes it real clear the next verse. But this he spoke concerning what? The, the Holy Spirit. And how do we get the Holy Spirit? Whom those believed in him would. It's that simple. All we need to do is ask. Will God give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? All we need to do is ask. Lord, I need more of you. Hi, this is Pastor Joe, and I'd like to take a moment to personally invite you to one of our three services here at Calvary Chapel of the Harbor in Huntington Beach. Our service times are 9 a.m., 10.45 a.m., and 12.30 p.m. Please come and say hi after the service. I would love to meet you. For more information, check out our website at ccoth.com. That's ccoth.com. God bless you. You've been listening to Glory to Glory with Pastor Joe Pettit and Outreach of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. If you would like to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, call now at 714-788-8221. That's 714-788-8221. Our new location is at 4121 Warner Avenue in Huntington Beach at the beautiful Huntington Harbor Marina. Now, may we continue to go to His throne of mercy as He changes us from glory to glory.